Welcome to Match Weekly. Uh, I am Richie, and this is... Peter! Alright. <laughs> and we're going to be discussing Group A, Qatar's hot chances making it to the finals, uh, the lovely scandal in Ecuador, where am I from, and uh, all the other little in-betweens, nooks and crannies as we uh, discuss the lovely groups of the World Cup. All right. All right. Let's see. Group A. Qatar, Group A. Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. I think we're both, we don't even need to go over this, right? Like Senegal and Qatar going through, possibly finalists meeting themselves <laughs> for the second time in the tournament, right? Just, you know, uh, yeah, I could see it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they don't have much uh, competition um, otherwise. So yeah, let's uh, actually end the episode, go to Group B, and that sounds good. Smell you later, guys. You guys <laughs> fucking suck. <laughs> well, I think it's best we have to, I think it's only right we talk about the host. It's only right. appropriate we mention the host. They, uh, if, you, if you pay enough money to host your World Cup, you get to play in it too. So uh, we got to bring it up. Yeah, I mean, at this point, <laughs> at this point, you're like, it's a joke, but at the same time, it's been all but confirmed by everybody who was in FIFA at the time and, you know, Set Blatter coming out and saying, like, oh, yeah, well, they they paid for it. They got it. Done. Um, <laughs> that's not what he said. I, like, if you want to see what he said, he essentially said uh, everybody was ready to give the World Cup to the United States in, back in, um, when was this voted on, 2010 or 2011? Regardless, a, ten, Regardless, a decade yeah. ago. It, everybody was ready to give it to the United States for 2022. Um, all of a sudden, Michelle Platini comes up to him and says, oh, hey, by the way, we're changing our vote to Qatar. <laughs> a couple months later, Qatar buys a bunch of, uh, I want to say, military aircraft from France. Um, you know, all but confirming the fact that Qatar paid for the World Cup, never should have got it, you know. The logistics has been a nightmare from the beginning. Like, do you remember back in the, uh, like, a couple of years ago, they were talking about, oh, how are you going to do a summer World Cup in Qatar? It's going to be way too hot. And they were like, yeah. oh, we're going to build our stadiums with air conditioning up at the top, blowing down at the field. And then eventually change <laughs> it to, maybe we should just do it in November. <laughs> um, but right now, that's all done, right? We, yeah, we yeah. can't be talking about that no more. Uh, the players didn't do it. Um, I can't hold it against them. I'm holding it against the country, though. I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find someone supporting this team outside of Qatar itself. It's a hard stance, but I think, I'm think i thinking it's a pretty safe one. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to cut in there, but uh, when we were Jesus. talking about... <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I just introduced you to your f new favorite World Cup player uh, who is in the Qatar lineup. Um, if we look at their uh, squad that was announced, just a little teaser, uh, a player by the name of Pedro, Pedro Miguel. Um, classic who, Qatar you, name. Yeah, classic Qatar name. Um, I don't know why it stood out as I, you know, glazed over these names. Does he have a nickname? Uh, Yes, he does, Peter. Oh, my God. You just great minds think alike. <laughs> if you go on his Wikipedia, I immediately see um, it doesn't say Pedro Miguel at the top. It says Roro, which is his 
uh, apparent nickname. Um, so yeah, uh, hard to see anybody supporting Qatar outside of Peter and his new favorite player, uh, Pedro Roro Miguel. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, you bring up you bring up players for Qatar. I think it's um, very noteworthy that I think this is one of, if not, you know, the only team in the tournament that has every player playing in the same league. They're all playing in the Qatar Star League, which, you know, could be good for chemistry purposes. Um, I don't, I'm not going to put too much stock in that. I mean, the fact that these players are not playing in the top leagues in the world is kind of tough to to swallow as somebody watching this team. That being said, um, there is some excitement if you want to look for a, a silver lining. I'm really sorry if I mispronounce any names I say here but Almoez Ali is tied for all-time scoring lead in Qatar national team history so fact of the matter is I'm going to go out on limb and say this guy's going to score at the World Cup and we're going to see somebody become the n- new top scorer for Qatar um, which is like good for him go for it uh, I mean Peter as we say magic <laughs> magic exactly. does magic. occur at the World it's Cup magic. It's magic at the World Cup, man. There will be tears in eyes once Amoez Ali (laughs) absolutely rips one through the net and scores the game-winning goal against Argentina in the final to win the World Cup that they did not pay for. I want to get this clear. They only paid to host. They didn't pay to win. That's not a lie. I don't not believe that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say uh, the way you talk about how they're gonna be excited about um, whatever impact they make but it's like that meme of the guy spraying himself in champagne and it zooms out and he's like last place <laughs> on the rung of finishers yeah um and it's, uh, that's, that's exactly what it is i mean at, at the end of the day you got a team that's not really known for success uh coming out of nowhere winning the Asian Cup in 2019. <laughs> you know, seven wins, zero losses. This is a tournament that's never really, or um, a team that's never really done anything. And then all of a sudden, you're going through there, giving up one goal in the entire tournament to Japan, uh, the last tournament in Asia before the World Cup. And you're going to be here, <laughs> you're going to sit here and be like, yeah, nobody's going to think we paid for this one. like their best their previous best finish is fifth and that was in the 80s they did it twice 84 and 88 the level of you know potential uh failure to hide any wrongdoing like you're like hmm let me do detective work wikipedia page oh found it yeah like (laughs) like it's not you can't not think about it that way yeah and uh just again to think about that team um when you say that you know they've they've all they're all playing in the same league, same team for the most part, um, but you said that all all saying like oh it could be great for chemistry, but you said it in an exhale, <laughs> like ah, you I know. can't just drag the team. <laughs> you can't just sit here and be like oh well there's nothing good going for them. Like we got to make um, productive conversation out of it. I can't. We can't just sit yeah. here and shit on Qatar the whole time because let's face it, right? They're probably going to get out of the group. And I said, I said why, right? I yeah, don't yeah. believe that they are not paying somebody off. 
they're going to win their first match against Ecuador 5-0, and everybody's going to be like, wow, this guitar team may be pretty good, when it's so obvious that that's not why. You know? They oh, paid yeah. for the World Cup. They're paying for fans to support other teams to make it look like it's a lively World Cup. Like, what? Like, no, I'm sorry, not paying fans. They're paying citizens to support other nations to make it look like a lively World Cup. I don't want to be overly negative, but it's very hard <laughs> not to be when talking about this team. Yeah, it's it's as if um, it's uh, they're shocked that uh, people aren't going out of their way to travel to uh, Qatar um, for a world event. It's crazy. Um, but I do like that you say, um, you know, that first match against Ecuador, because uh, I would love to segue right into this guy. Um, what was his name? Brian Byron Castillo. Yes, Byron. Byron Castillo. I was like, uh, I was trying to remember the first name. But yeah, um, what was it? How many games did he play? I have no idea how many games he played. I know that it was enough to get Chile up in arms about it, you know, going to be. So essentially, there is a player on Ecuador named Byron Castillo. In the past, when he was an under-17 player, I believe again when he was under-23, and then obviously now, there have been claims made to FIFA saying, hey, this guy is an Ecuadorian. He was born... Um, he says he was born in this town on Ecuador on the border between Ecuador and Colombia. We have proof that he was actually born in Colombia. First two times, I want to say it was twice. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, first two times... FIFA comes back says, nope, Ecuadorian. It's all checked out. This time, <laughs> they have said, you know what? I don't want to hear this anymore. He's from Ecuador, but it's way too close. It's He's from Colombia, but it's way <laughs> too close to the tournament. Um, so Ecuador is still in the tournament. Next World Cup cycle, they will start off qualification with docked points. So they're going to start off in negative points. Um, How many? Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head, uh, but I know that they're going to be starting off docked, um, which is like, it's so sad because watching the qualification games and watching uh, the standings change, it's the, I remember watching the South American qualification table and just uh -huh. keep going like, Wow, Ecuador's doing really well. Peru's doing really well. Why is Uruguay not in these automatic qualification spots right now? Why is Chile, Colombia not in these automatic qualification spots? And, you know, Ecuador is not known as a South American powerhouse. And seeing for so long that they were ahead of Uruguay on in the standings, they're ahead of Colombia in the standings, um, it was awesome. I love it. I love when these out-of-left-field teams come out and they do great. So this really, uh, it puts a damper on everything because, you know, this kid's not going to be able to play in the World Cup now for Ecuador because they ruled him to be Colombian. And, you know, they have these other great players, like they have Caicedo and Estupinan and, and Ener Valencia and all this, and they're going to be fun to watch. But it's all going to be like, okay, but you did cheat. 
He did play for you in qualification. I want Ecuador to go far. If it was up to me, they'd make it out of the group. Um, but you look at this situation, and it puts a damper on the whole situation, and it, um, you know, it's disheartening, really. It is. Yeah. No. Um, and it's, uh, again, trying to wrap my head around it, like looking a bit like, again, um, Castillo plays as, I, I want to say, like a wing back or just a right back of sorts. Um, I mean, I don't know the situation of either national teams of Colombia and Ecuador, but um, I, I don't know what the desperation was to have him in the lineup or how much it truly benefited them. So it just seems like something so unnecessary or <laughs> is this something that teams have done and they're just the first ones to get caught <laughs> and like we just don't know about certain players having like uh some impossibility of playing for a team or they had to i don't know do something shady uh it's weird um but that being said um um the way you're saying it's disheartening to see this stain on it when they're doing so well um, despite them not officially having um, a full team uh, announced for the World Cup, which is crazy because of how close it is, um, just like glazing over the recent call-ups, we were discussing earlier three Brighton players, um, two of which absolute shockers um, when they were signed. Like I didn't know of them, and they've exploded on the scene, in my opinion. I mean... I'm sure you could agree. We were just talking about uh, Estupinan and um, Casado. Mm -hmm. um, awesome players. Again, it's always fun watching Brighton play. And then just from uh, the little knowledge I have of the Bundesliga, they have like this younger defender, uh, Piero Hincapi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it No, no, it right. shut up. <laughs> There's a 0% chance you're pronouncing that right. <laughs> well, at least, at least I started with, I don't know if I'm saying it right. <laughs> I'm confident in the first name, Piero, but it's, it's H-I-N-C-A-P-I-E with an accent. Oh, my God. That's incredible. He plays for Bayer later Cusin, um, and he's only 21. So young talent there. I'm trying to just glaze over my absolute debauchery of it. And um, uh, again, I'm glad you, you. I'm looking up the pronunciation. <laughs> okay, please, please correct me if I am wrong. <laughs> I went in with very little confidence to begin with. <laughs> um, but. Besides that, looking at this team, like there are some MLS mentions. Um, one from Colorado Rapids, Villa. Oof, wow. Gustavo Velasila. In Campier. Oh, that's how you pronounce right. it? This says submitted from Argentina. I mean, that I sounds think. better than mine, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Yankee. Hinky boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, besides um, the names of uh, MLS players and the Brighton and later Cusin guy, the only other one that stands out is uh, good old Enner Valencia, former Everton legend, true hero of the Premier League, now plying his trade 
at Fenerbahce. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. it's like, it's notable. He is their all-time leading goal scorer, and he scored in about 50% of his appearances for Ecuador, which is huge. <laughs> it's yeah, huge. Yeah. You know, that what you look for in a forward is to score, um, I think I've, it's about 30% of the time. If you could score in 30% of your appearances, you know, which is like a very rough measure of success, but you look at this, that's typically looked at as acceptable. And you have this guy scoring in 50%. And, you know, we've seen this over and over again where you see these guys who are, um, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but you see that they're just okay players. There's nothing bad about them. There's nothing great about them. They're just okay. But then they put on their national team shirt, and it's like they're a completely new person. You know? And that's what it seems like to be for Ender Valencia. People just play better for their country sometimes. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then going back to Estupinan, this guy is, I think, has the most potential out of this group to go from a good player to a great player. Because you watch some of these Brighton games, this guy is involved in every single attack that Brighton does. Mm. Every single attack. He's a, he's a wingback, you know, and that's what the game is now, is wingbacks. But he is constantly involved and if you see yeah. this during the world cup at ecuador and, and it's a lofty claim because you always have somebody break out at the world cup you always have at least one player break out i think it's going to be him i think it's going to be purvis Stupinan, and he's going to force a big transfer whether it be in january or in the summer but like the, he's going to put the world on notice to his name yeah i mean i'm all for it i love uh I, I I do appreciate um, watching Brighton games and uh, um, from their style of play, like uh, the one one of my favorite players uh, I've ever played for Brighton, uh, Big Dan Byrne. Uh, you know, he's I want to say he's like six foot five or something. Sixty-five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's sixty-five years old. Uh, <laughs> nah, he's really tall, but that's his nickname, just Big Dan Byrne, and he. <laughs> You would think he's uh, a center back. Nope. They had him playing left back, like left wing back. You just see this massive, like Peter Crouch looking guy just running down the flank. I'm like, what is going on? And uh, he ends up getting um, sold to Newcastle, his boyhood club. And, you know, Newcastle's uh, doing great at the in the Premier League right now. Um so that style of play really complements, I guess, the players that can play in that position and uh, can see them go far. So, like, for a stupid aunt to go from, you know, how he's playing in Brighton to this, I, I 100% agree uh, and hope to see that with uh, Moises Casado as well. Um, and then just thinking about, like, Ecuador from, again, my little knowledge of how they've been in the world cup like i don't remember the last time i truly watched them like i think was it say here best finish was 2006 where they got out of the group for the only time in their history and lost in the round of 16 yeah like <clears throat> so i mean yeah hope to hope to see some some shockers there I but mean... uh, as you predict the first game they're losing to qatar right uh, they, there's no, there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind that they're going to yeah. like 
it's either going to be an absolute sm- trouncing where mm-hmm. Qatar wins 3-0, 4-0, or it's going to be a 2-1 game with Qatar scoring in injury time on like a fucky, hey, oh, what's man. going on around here? Um, that being I will said, say. Like, <laughs> I said it before. I love seeing teams that are not, um, for lack of a better term, normal, right? Yeah. I love I love this group because you have Netherlands, Senegal, Qatar, Ecuador. Like, one of those three teams, Qatar, ne- Senegal, Ecuador, like, you put them in any other group, and there's a question as to whether they're going out of the group or not. In this <laughs> one, we get one of these, like, for lack of a better term, fun teams going into the knockouts. It, it gets one of these teams where... Say the United States gets knocked out in the group. Senegal goes through. I'm now like, ooh, that's fun. I'm going to root for Senegal. Well, yeah. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned them as hoping to root for. I mean, looking at the team that was announced um, and from players that we know, I mean, Edward Mendy, um, the Chelsea goalie. Um, Is he? <laughs> I don't know if he is anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure oh. Ke- Keppa might have taken his spot. Oh, Keppa. Oh, no. It's That's these really... Past... I mean, I guess... Well, Keppa the... got hurt. Keppa got hurt. Yeah. But before that, he took Mendy's spot. Um, and he's shown some real confidence. He's been doing amazing. Oh, no. Mendy, you know, he has... Um, <sighs> he turns off. Every once in a while, during games, yeah. uh, you know, there's a very famous clip going on, uh, going around, that's gone around, I should say, where he's just like looking out at the field, barking orders to his defenders, and as he's doing it, someone shoots and just is at essentially an open net. Um, he he just makes these stupid mistakes every once in a while. That being said, he does have the potential to be one of the better goalkeepers at this tournament. Do I think he's going to get there? I don't know. We'll find out after the first round. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're playing yeah, a Netherlands fair. team that's goal-hungry. And, you know, if he shows up there, might be a good tournament for Senegal. If he doesn't, it might not be. You know, you still have Koulibaly as the center back who's been a rock for that team forever. And yeah. you still have, you know, he's good at, he's good at, he was good at Napoli. He's, to my knowledge, struggled a bit to fully adapt to the Premier League with Chelsea. Um, but he'll get there. Like, the guy's a, a freak. He's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, looking at the, like, his potential uh, partners in defense. The Abdu Diallo, just looking at his resume, I mean, playing for Leipzig, played for Dortmund, played for PSG, or he's on loan to Leipzig, playing for PSG, um, and was at Dortmund. Um, only 26. Someone to pair up with him. I don't, I'm not too comfortable in what formation they uh, shape out for this World Cup. Well, it doesn't matter. It's going to be changed, right? When yeah. you build your team around, do you want to just get into the big topic about Senegal? <laughs> and like Sadio Mane injured yeah. out of the World Cup, right? 
yeah. one of the best players in the world. No qualifiers attached, right? This guy is a stud. He's he is an elite, elite attacking player. Injured for the World Cup. He ha- you have to change your formation because now you have you you ever see like Moneyball, and they have to essentially oh we lost this player who was so good for us but if we take get these three players we get their stats back split across three players that's what's going to have to happen to senegal and it sucks that it has to happen so soon before the tournament but i think if we go back and we look at how senegal has played when they do these um full strength friendlies with sadio mane up top and um, how we can't take that into account because they're going to have to change their whole system, right? Like, who's yeah. next on the depth chart? Who's their next best attacking player? I mean, just from what I'm seeing, Ismail Asar, um, Watford player, um, always rumored with a move somewhere bigger, never pans out, um, but... Uh, an exciting winger who just again surprised he hasn't moved elsewhere. Yeah. Um and if I keep looking, I know one that's popped up a few times in recent uh Nicholas Jackson. <laughs> Twenty one years old, plays for Villa Real, so I'm my assumption is uh a recent pop up. Good things about Bomba Diang at Marseille. Yeah. 22 as well like i mean they have the big takeaway is they have people there who are by no means like elite players but they're very good players they're young they have they have the potential to announce themselves on the world stage they you know ismail asar could go to a big club after this like he could this could be his um springboard to a bigger club and you know you got to think to yourself how is Sadio Mane's um injury going to affect this team he's out out right why does this thing say that he was announced on the team um, great Sadio question. Mane maybe in Senegal squad despite injury scare. What the hell does that mean? Maybe they just uh, want to make sure there's room for him on the plane, so he's joining. Oh my god! If he plays, <sighs> if he's like actually injured, and they're gonna try and if what he's gonna try and play, right fibula. I have no the idea what is. that is. I'm not a doctor, but Damn. like. If he's going to try and play through an injury like this, he might ruin his career. That being said, like... Oh, man. I mean, I I don't know. I haven't seen anything in terms of uh, timeline for his return. Um, I also just, uh, as an Everton fan, never uh, optimistic about injuries. So we'll see. It, that's, I mean, it's all gonna. Well, r- from all these articles I see, it seems as though Bayern is also surprised that Senegal decided to take him. 
Um, They're like, you sure? <laughs> I mean, yeah, again. Uh, it's, uh, okay, so they're bringing him in hopes that he's fit enough to play. Okay, so it, just it sounds as though I don't think that he's going to be fit, and I don't think that they should push him too hard because they may ruin this guy's career. Yeah, we'll see. Um, um, that being said. You're looking at a team that may have gone out of the group to the knockouts, um, potentially not really doing that. So who do they play second? They play Netherlands first, right? Then they play Qatar. So it's all up to that Qatar yeah. match. I think that Sadio Mane is probably not going to play against the Netherlands. He may... Assuming that they think he's fit enough to play, he may play against Qatar. I don't think he will. Um, no. And then if they come out favorably in that Qatar match and they may be playing for second place or first place in the group, depending how things go, he might play. And that's a scary thought because you never want to see guys play when they're injured and get more injured. Mm. We'll, we'll see, but... You know, at the moment, I think that you got to rely on these kids more than the proven Sadio Mane in a new formation, in the same formation with just him replaced, whatever. Um, damn, that, wow. Yeah, so I just wanted to double check because, again, it, it, this is all um, dependent on what they would say is his ability to come back like lengthwise how long it would take um but from it looks like the head coach um said that he won't need an operation and they're hoping to evolve whatever the situation is in two to three weeks like it's so vague like uh that, who said that Nagelsmann or the senegal coach senegal coach after yeah, discussing not, with um the people in germany <laughs> so i mean in my head it would i think if he was to appear at all again just with my my thoughts behind injuries is that he won't make the group stages and it'll again add that drama of if they make it maybe sadio mane will be ready for um post group matches but um i i can't see making that comeback I mean, you uh, if he comes I back I hope that he is at full strength because, man, he's awesome to watch. He really oh, yeah. is so much fun to watch, and he is so good for the game and so good. Because you got it right. How many people watch the World Cup that don't watch club soccer? Yeah. Oh, so It's a many. springboard, right? Yeah. So when you watch these exciting players, just as a growing the game, from a growing the game perspective, you want him to play. Yeah, you want the best to be able to appear. Yeah, but from a just seeing him as a human being, I don't want mm -hmm. this guy to like ruin his career. I don't want the like. Yeah, okay, we can push him back in three weeks at eighty-eight percent. Okay, that's fine. What if he aggravates it even more? What yeah. if he, yeah. you know, aggravates it so bad they say, "Well, you're thirty years old, but you're done." 
Like, that's something that's terrifying. Just as a fan, I don't want to see this guy ruin his life just because he wants to play in the World Cup. Like, let's be realistic. Senegal's not winning the World Cup with or without him. Don't ruin your career over <laughs> just a couple appearances, man. Like, I don't know. I, I could be being too dramatic about this, but I don't know. I don't. I really don't like this move. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, this is, again, all without us knowing just how um, uh, crucial this uh, recovery time is. And we don't know the length of it or anything. But, um, yeah, obviously, big negative to miss out on such a great player and be able to witness it. But we don't want um, any aggravation to injury, loss of career. I mean, it's not a necessity unless he feels like... um, he just wants to represent his nation. I mean, he is big in um, uh, Senegal for his charity work. I'm, I think he like built like full schools, churches, and everything. Um, he's a big player who gives back. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be that push of representing your nation, but in terms of going to better your career, I mean, he's already done so much. You know, with his time at Liverpool and now he's at Bayern Munich, it's like, um, what's the next step, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's there. Uh, so wouldn't want that to be a tragic, you know, elevator over stair situation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to take the quick way down. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how it pans out as um, the group stages begin. Um and then, of course, uh, looking at the final team. Well, real quick of this group. Uh oh, what are you bringing they back? They were in. Um, whose group were they in in the 2018 World Cup? Sorry, whose group were they in the 2018 World Cup? They, it, I know Japan because there was that video of the Japanese fan and the Senegalese fan singing the One Piece theme song. Oh, and, and yeah. obviously everybody was like, "Fuck yeah." These guys are weeps too, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like oh, who else? No. Who else was in that group? I, I'm really interested to know because I I believe I don't know. it came down to the final match day with them and Japan, um, with or I'm sorry, the final between them and Japan, who would go through? I believe oh, I could be completely J- wrong. So it's Poland. Japan. I think was in their group. Yeah, Japan, Poland, Senegal, and Colombia. I just took a look. Okay. So, they yeah, it came H. down to the last match today. Look at this. It's tied on points. This They went to the fair play, right? Yeah. Aww. They went to fair play to see who would go through, and it was between them and Japan where this is a team that can compete. I think everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. They don't need Sadio Mane to compete. They don't. I think that in the past couple of years when you have him, there may be a new over-reliance upon him. But, you know, this team could absolutely go through. It's a shame the group that they're in because, you know, we've talked about Qatar already and what <laughs> I think they're going to do. But, yeah. like, they they can compete. I think that the the spot for second place in this group is an open race. Assuming no funny business. Uh, but the spot for first, I think, is locked up. 
because of the next team that we're going to go into. Yeah. Yeah. So Netherlands, um, you know, um, as we've discussed, uh, the impact of the 2010 world cup, you know, Netherlands being always, um, one of the initial thoughts when I think about, you know, world cup competitions and, um, you know, iconic matchups, uh, such as that final against Spain. Um, and I mean, just looking at their world cup squad, I mean, a lot of familiar names, um, a few, few lovely gems here and there. I mean, daily blend gotta love that guy. I mean, was it Ajax to Man United to Ajax again? Um, Stefan DeFry, you know, was it Lazio and then Inter? Yes. Yeah. Um, solid defender. Van Dijk, De Ligt. Um, Memphis. You, and then you have, you know, yeah. Cody Gakpo, who, you know, everyone's sleeping on him. Nobody said a good thing about him this year, right? The, the guy is... <laughs> The guy's been linked to so many big teams, and it's oh, yeah. really easy to see why. He has nine goals in 14 league games this year. Granted, it's in for PSV in the Eredivisie, but <laughs> like that's for a striker, confidence is so key. And when you're going in, scoring in more than half of the games that you appear in for your club, that's mm-hmm. only going to transfer well. Like, I don't. Does he start for the Netherlands? Gakpo. Yeah. Um. Who else? I'm not sure because the the other forwards. I mean, Memphis Depay, Luke De Jong, Steven Bergwijn. For some reason, I'm seeing Vincent Janssen, who last doesn't doesn't he play in Mexico? He plays for Antwerp. Oh, he moved. So unless Antwerp has moved. (laughs) But yeah, he did play in Monterrey. Monterey. Ah, for a that's while. what it was. Yeah, and then was it? I don't know how to pronounce the first name. Wouter Root Root Weghorst. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's. We talked about him a lot in 2018. We talked about him a lot in 2021 during the Euro, yeah. mostly because of his name. Yeah. <laughs> we love a yeah. good alliteration, but. I feel like with all these players, how can you not start Cody Gakpo? Fun name. Yeah. Fun name. Gakpo. <laughs> I got to take a Gakpo. Gakpo. But, um, yeah, I mean, Weghorst, I think about his very brief stint with Burnley. And what, I think he's back in Turkey again with um, Besiktas. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um he did real well at Burnley, huh? Yeah, he was something. He was uh two he goals was, uh, in twenty appearances. Yeah. I was like, wow, they got this guy? Because I was like, I remember just, you know, the name and especially seeing him always pop up on, on FIFA um <laughs> as a well rated striker, but yeah, no, not really. Uh yeah. Not not hitting good form. Um, but I don't know how he's been this season. I would assume good enough to be called up in the squad. I don't think they're they're thin when it comes to to talent at all. Yeah, I mean, you look at this team. It's one of the best in the world. 
when it all comes together. You know, I think you put the Netherlands in almost any group, and they're probably going to be predicted the winner. You want a hot take, though? I don't think they're that good. Based, <laughs> based, off, of, based off of their performance in Euro 2021, uh -huh. every single game I watched for the Netherlands, I was astounded how they were getting the results they were getting. Uh -huh. They are so overrated, in my opinion. Okay. It's unbelievable. You look at the <sighs> name on paper, they're great. Yeah. On paper, if I said you as a forward were coming up against Virgil van Dijk, what are you thinking? Take this year out of the equation. Oh. Take the what? Take this year out of the equation. Ah, oh, come on. That's the that's the year I want to focus but on. That's, but that's <laughs> the point I'm making. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, the point. Yeah. The point is, <laughs> Virgil van Dijk, supposed to be this amazing player, best defender of all time. Mm-hmm. This year seems as though he forgot how to defend. Um, that's a huge part of the of the Netherlands team. I mean, uh, yeah, um, I think like a lot of people that focus heavily on the, the the Liverpool squad. I think, yeah, Van Dyke's had it rough this season. A lot of them are quick to say that it's that it's uh, because of this um, the fact that they were so reliant on him because we don't see the the defense of uh, Robertson or Alexander Arnold that a lot of it that defense was solely reliant on him like he was the last ditch thing before a goal and it's like New Year and it's like he's like I don't. I can't keep doing that. I can't keep taking care of you guys. I'm so right. I'm so tired. <laughs> right. And, uh, I mean, like, he's, he's, he's only apart. getting older. You know, he's only getting as, older. As we all do. We all as do. We all, yeah, as yeah. we all do. He's only getting older. <laughs> and, you know, typically you slow down. You lose some of your athleticism. And, like, uh, by no means is he old. By no means mm -hmm. is Virgil old. You know, uh, 31 is... For you and me, not old. For an athlete who's going against the best in the world week in and week out, and then for an entire month straight, you know, you're going to find someone who's faster than you. Th you're going to find someone who's stronger than you. Um, that being said, I talked about the Netherlands Euro 2021 and how I thought it was underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Virgil wasn't there. <laughs> and a large part of why I believe they were underwhelming does have to do with the fact that they didn't have this rock at the back that they could rely on. And uh -huh. whether that may be an over-reliance, as some people say Liverpool have on him, whether that may be the perfect amount of reliance, we don't know because he didn't play it. Yeah, no. Nah. So yeah, uh, is true. the... Like, I mean, I think it's... V it, sh we, it should be said they had... Played in the Nations League this year, which some people say doesn't, like, no team takes it seriously or whatever. I mean, you got two wins against Belgium, two wins against Wales, one win against Poland. You know, like, those are three World Cup teams. Belgium, I, I you know, was number one in the world a year ago. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not going to fall that far from that number one spot. And 
whether you believe that the Nations League games are competitive or they're just chances to try out the kids, um, that's a damn impressive resume going into this World Cup. Yeah. Um. Now, in the eight games that they played, including friendlies, the friendlies were against Denmark and Germany. Uh, the most concerning part is in eight games, the Netherlands kept two clean sheets. Now, to be fair, you're playing against Belgium, Germany, Denmark, Wales, and Poland. Eight games against eight teams, or I'm sorry, five teams who are in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Eight games with two clean sheets is concerning, but uh, how concerning is it against teams of this stature? Realistically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, they're world-class teams. People are predicting, you know, Germany won the World Cup two World Cups ago. People are predicting Denmark to go as far as the semifinals. Belgium, you know, was predicted to win the Euro. They may go as far as the semifinals here, maybe even the finals. Who knows? The fact that the Netherlands has scored almost 20 times against these teams is very impressive. But yes. Like, uh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, and just thinking about their, you know, offensive prowess. Um, I'm, I, while you were uh, talking down on Van Dyke, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, duh, you know, uh, attacking you or anything, but it was kind of like uh, how you talk to your son or to your child when you realize they're just shit at sports, and you're like, I gotta, just, <laughs> I, gotta I gotta, I gotta rip this bandaid off. All right, you're not, you're not gonna play baseball growing up. Uh, that's how it sounded. Um, that's, that's how my but, mom, um, my mom talked to a four foot eleven Peter Del Rey <laughs> in uh, eighth grade when I was like, I'm gonna be yeah. in the NBA. <laughs> it's like yeah you're gonna go to the nba if you want but it's gonna be doing something like accounting yeah um exactly like you're gonna do the accounting <laughs> of the nba uh but like again you mentioned the the production with goals and um a few names that popped up to me um the young talent um that has grown with the netherlands i mean the first one to come to mind uh jobby simons um I think he was at, was it Barcelona, PSG, and now he's playing at PSV. He's, I want to say 20, 21, attacking midfielder. But PSV, um, he's 19. And again, he's on a team that I think is either leading or just under Ajax in the Dutch league, which, I mean, to make it competitive against... Ajax is amazing and that team um, again a, a lot of these players popping up are you know either PSV or Ajax players now or were in the past um, Fine order is crazy the Eredivisie by the way oh fuck alright so then what's the, what are, where are the numbers at but they are it's Fine order 33 points Ajax and PSV Eindhoven 30 okay so it's not okay. far you're not far off yeah I, just, I was like I remember them being either above or below Ajax. That they're, I was. They're a title in. contender. 
That, okay. That's yeah, the... yeah. <laughs> You're like, let me break it to you, Richie. They're not doing the winning. Hey, listen, better me than somebody who's listening, right? Yes. Um, and then I need the corrections. I always tell my students I don't know everything. If you think I'm wrong, please check me. Yeah. For the love of God, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> and another name that pops up just out of pure joy because it looks like um, this name would be just a kid at a like Long Island summer camp that you just were friends with in the summer, and then he's too cool for you uh, when you go back to school. Kenneth Taylor, uh, 20-year-old <laughs> Dutch player for, for Ajax. Again, young talent. <laughs> Um, bursting on the scene. And again, Kenny. Cody Gak, Kenny Tay, Kenny Tay Tay, uh, if he decides to do rap. And uh, <laughs> again, still these, you know, well-known names still in the younger part of their careers with um, Delete and De Jong. Um, what was it? And again, Cody Gakpo's what? 25, 26? 23 years old he's he's oh even better better good like you got i wasn't confident in his youth (laughs) yeah i mean like you got a lot this is a young team just a lot Uh, of upside you know with the exception of one who i don't know if you're looking at the ages of the players but they are bringing a 39 year old goalkeeper yep is it uh is it pass it is yeah yeah uh who's who's the starting goalie for the netherlands i mean I'm so unbelievably ignorant when it comes to the starting goalie of any team. You know, I mean, and that's something interesting because, like, I feel like the Netherlands always had at least a very well-known, recognizable Dutch goalie. I mean, thinking about, like, Van der Sar um, as well as... Silicon. Yeah, Silicon and even... um, Tim Kroll. Yes, Tim Kroll for Norwich. Or yeah. at one point Norwich um, and at one point Newcastle yeah yeah Newcastle Norwich I think I want to say Brighton at one point too fact check me real quick I'm put me in my place quick. put me in my goddamn place uh he uh, yep he never oh played yes him, yeah he never played but I remember him signing I was like oh that's cool uh because I'm pretty sure that was also he was the goalie that um was he the one that they pulled on when they were about to go into penalties they like subbed him on for penalties or was that Silesen? They subbed off Silesen for Kroll. For Kroll. Okay, that yeah. That was I believe in 2014 against Costa Rica. Yeah. That was awesome. I I just, I just remember him getting called on. I was like I was like, man, that's a lot of confidence. Like, to be like the goalie to be called on just for penalties. I was like, that's wild. But yep. yeah, he let it, he let in three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the build up for me, I was like, this is. I was like, it was this, awesome. you got magic. <laughs> I was like, this is hype. Magic, magic of the tournament. <laughs> magic, magic and then the he tournament. just stands there. <laughs> 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 He's like, wow. I've built up so much hype in just That's walking they, over here. They call him Tim the Magician. Never not. Uh, They've never not never called not. him that. <laughs> and, like, I want to say something real quick. Uh-oh. 
with you talking about the Netherlands and with me, like even me just talking it through, I'm fully behind them. I'm into it. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the Netherlands are going to do great. I know I like completely shit on them before, but yeah. I am so like this team could do it. This key, this team could win the whole thing. Think of Croatia, right? Croatia was not full of names. Croatia was not a team that you know really like. F- I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm gonna. They never really performed <laughs> super well at a at a World Cup or at a Euro. No. And not in a long time. Right. And they just come out and they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just make it to the finals. Let's break some English hearts. Yeah, that was this that was pure Netherlands joy. team on paper, I think, is better than that Croatia team on paper. And they're coming, you know, with a vengeance. And they want to come and they want to do something good. Okay. They're winning the group. And I they're mean, that, probably yeah. going to win uh, again. <laughs> they're gonna win. They're going <laughs> to win at least one. What hell of an analysis from Pete, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I was edge of my seat, and then we're going to get this analysis anywhere else. <laughs> no, pure, nowhere. I'll tell you that much. Pure, nowhere else you're going to get this <laughs> pure soccer content right from his lips to your ears. Oh man. So you, I think that I've touched on everything I want to for the, for these four teams. What about you? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, what more could be said uh, after battering uh, Qatar, really hitting it home <laughs> with uh, the where 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 and what they will do without Sadio Mane in <laughs> Senegal national team. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Byron Castillo and the stain that is. Um, an unwiped asshole of a farce <laughs> and um and uh yeah the the netherlands just uh you know you gotta you gotta love that orange jersey so we got and one thing left to do right <sighs> um put it on what are the four what's your ranking how's the group gonna finish yeah i i well netherlands at the top for sure um but then If I had to think about it, I, you know what? I want to say Ecuador goes second. I want to say that I wish if I, I think about, fight. if I think about not just that, you know, performances that they've produced, but I also believe in the art of uh, bridging the gap between, you know, North, uh, North America, Central America, South America, all of the shithousery that comes <laughs> on from this part of the world that that would uh you know um tip the scale in their favor just you know like if i think about uh the way i've seen you know mls teams have played as well as uh you know when um they've come up against anything in the Concacaf, uh, i just i love any little bit of added drama to see a team just somehow make it over I'm, again thinking even about um was it 2010 Luis Suarez uh, using the good old hand? Like, it's just like that kind of stuff that uh, this part of the world loves to produce. That It's a different kind of magic. Someone would say maybe dark arts. I don't know. What whoa, 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 whoa. People <laughs> believe in that stuff, Rich. 
Oh, do they? Oh, shit. Um, oh, I retract shit. that statement. I was thinking don't more, uh, you know, Harry Potter. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> just like a little, <laughs> little bald-headed guy coming out from behind. Um, but yeah, there's just that. I, I have that hope. I'm, I'm painting a beautiful picture in my head of how this group could pan out. My hope is, you know, Senegal cut it close, but in my head I truly can't see Sadio Mane making it through through any group stage game and my hope is that uh, there's not enough money in the world that could pay uh Qatar not getting blasted in goal I just hope to see just a shredding but um oh my god again that's just my optimistic mindset having forgotten what it's like to watch a world cup since it's been oh so very long (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I gotta like Netherlands obviously I think are gonna if they don't come out the top of this group, I will be shocked, shocked. I mean, yeah, if they don't come, I don't come. Oh no, Richard! <laughs> <laughs> why? Why would you say something like that? Oh, no. I've been simple. This it's is very a simple. professional show. <laughs> this is a professional show. Oh, sorry, sorry. I just, <laughs> just slid that in just to catch you off guard. Consider me caught. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're just like fixing the papers, just stack, just restacking. My God, get it together. Tightening the tie. So uh, we're bringing it back to professionalism. All right, reeled in, reeled in. Netherlands won. I don't have the faith that you do that people are good. Uh-huh, Qatar yeah. is coming in second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, we'll we'll see that after the first game, how hey, this that, will... Uh... That's exactly what I... I'll give you my two rankings. One if Qatar okay. is bribing the refs and one if they aren't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Netherlands first, Qatar second, Ecuador third. Again, this is contingent on... Sadio Mane not playing. Yeah. Because um, I don't think he's going to. I don't. I think he's there for mind game purposes. Um, I thought he was just he, there to support his buds. He's there to support his buds. First and foremost, I heard he's there to support his buds. And he's, that's why they he's included a, him. Sadio Mane, if he's not playing, he's known as great, great bud. Great All around bud. good bud. Great good bud, bud. Sadie. Oh yeah, my bud. They, Sadio. Uh, honestly, how funny would it be if the if the coach of Senegal was just like, the next guy up really isn't better than a fifty percent Sadio Mane. <laughs> it's like, I'd rather a great bud. Uh, yeah, S- just get him out there on just, crutches. I don't fucking care. Yeah, just give hugs, pep talks, back massages. <laughs> Good bud. But yeah, that's the uh, that's my order: Netherlands, yeah. Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal. Ah, Peter Pessimista. Peter Pessimista. <laughs> that's what they called me. Never that sounds like me. a that sounds like a high school friend to like the characters in the league. They're like, oh, you remember Peter Pessimista? They're like, yeah. Peter Pessimista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that guy. Ah, uh, yeah. We'd shit in my lunch bag. So, how do you feel about getting 
your girlfriend and my wife to pr- now predict it <laughs> based on no knowledge. I don't know. Karen, can you make a prediction of group A? Or do you not want to be in this? What? Just making a prediction. Blind knowledge. How do you think Group A would end? What are the, what are the options? The teams are Qatar, mm-hmm. Senegal, Netherlands, and Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Who would end up first, second, third, and fourth in the group? Um, Qatar, number four. Oh. Fuck Ecuador, the other three, she said. Netherlands and Senegal. <laughs> Senegal, three. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Ecuador, two, one. Ecuador one. Oof. Let's go. Right. She, uh, she's more po- positive than I am. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Hello. I'm glad. I'm glad there's belief that Qatar should not. <laughs> Kristen's even here with blind knowledge. Hey, hey. So, uh, you got to get right up on the mic because it's a really shitty mic. <laughs> <laughs> like, get your lips touching it. No, this is perfect for someone that does not speak loudly. <laughs> oh, get your good, lips good, touching good. it. <laughs> I'm being dead is serious. It better? <laughs> yeah. So, we're going. You got to guess the order of the first group in the World Cup, Group A. We got Netherlands, Qatar, Ecuador, and Senegal. These are the, the jerseys. If you want to ba- do it based off colors, here's the jerseys. What do you Qatar, mean? The order. Ecuador. Like, who's going to finish first, second, third, and fourth? Oh, okay. Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Who's finishing last? Give us that one first. Qatar. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. This is the official. This is three out of four. Well, Huge upset. Huge upset. Because they're hosting, so it would be funny. yes i actually that would be i that would be very funny okay i would love that place um senegal (gasps) oh she hates africa what wait i don't even know where it is you heard it here first you heard it here first (laughs) hates hates the whole area (laughs) just the whole thing all right who's Uh, getting who's going through to the knockouts next is going to be the netherlands I think they're yeah. exactly right. the same. And then, right. obviously, first is going to be Ecuador. the one that I couldn't remember, Ecuador. which is why I left it to last. <laughs> 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 All right. So, yes, the professional uh, sports uh, calculations have been put in. Ecuador definitively making it through first place. <laughs> Nothing can stop them. I fully believe it. Let's ride this magic train. <laughs> wow all right that was good so that's it expert analysis from, yeah, from the that, two that of us and our significant others thank you Kristen. Yeah. you're welcome okay goodbye Bye. <laughs> just a just just a just a brief yell from the other side of the room like <laughs> karen's like i'm sending it <laughs> I really like how three out of the four have Qatar finishing last. Yeah, um, we're hopeful. Very hopeful. Kristen definitely has no clue. I pu- I pulled up the uh, the jerseys 
And I guarantee you she picked Ecuador to go first because they have a yellow jersey and that's her favorite color. Ah. Which is fine. It's a tough I'm sell. here for it. If it means Ecuador's I mean, going through, baby, I'm here I mean, for I, it. Orange, orange is my favorite color, so I mean, I gotta pick Netherlands number one. There's no other reason. Yeah, mine is purple, and there's no purple teams in the World Cup, so nobody's gonna win. Oh man, that's so sad. I'm sorry. Fuck. <laughs> oh man, no cool jerseys with my favorite <laughs> color. I can't relate. Goodbye World Cup. I'm banning it. I'm done. I'm, I'm only done. supporting teams that are purple. Royal Antwerp, my team. You're like, I'm boycotting the World Cup. And they're like, oh, yeah, because of all of the things going wrong in Qatar. No, I'm oh, no purple jersey. Fuck, I <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> no purple jersey. <laughs> Royal Antwerp is red. Oh, uh-huh. no. This is the time we got to end it because I fucked up again. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. Peter, Peter's got to go whip himself in shame. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked it up. Uh, it's so embarrassing when you fact uh, check yourself. No, I fact checked myself. And it's not... Have you seen Circle Bruges new badge? No. Did it get it's, cuter? It's, it's so bad. Oh, no. They just spelled the word circle in a C. Oh. It's wow. so bad. That's bad. Yeah, that's a bad one. Anderlicht. Fuck. Yeah. Damn it. I knew it was an A. Oh, Vincent Company used to manage this team, I think. Watch me get that wrong. Yeah. No, you're right. Oh, thank God. I fucking redeemed myself. All right. right. Well, a bear just broke in my garage, and I need to leave and deal with it. (laughs) So I got to... I gotta go play rock, paper, scissors with a clown. I'll smell you later, you fucking dorks. All right.